0: People, they're just like, who do you think you are? I don't know, I'm a Mara of fucking Luciano. <laughs> I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. No matter how good and perfect you are perceived on the outside, if it's a lie, it's a lie. We're going a bigger game than sticking with and wallowing in the past. We're moving into something better, something whole, something deeper, something that has you constantly in the driver's seat. I think the way we're conditioned nowadays, is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. We're in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work because I'm very romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that. Where there's gentleness, there's also ferocity. That level of strength, that level of conscious choice is so incredibly powerful. It is your power. Trusting that Your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you. Really, it's about whether or not we vibe, whether or not we connect, whether something I say lands. I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore, by extension, to each other. Rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want, it's like, dude, just chill. (laughs) Let's talk about purpose because it's one of my favorite things ever to talk about. A large part of what I do is helping people believe that they are capable, that they can do anything, truly anything. In fact, just because they're operate, they operate in a certain way, they are a certain way, they believe certain things, they identify in certain ways... Despite all of that and despite just how capable they are, despite their history, despite their shadows, despite everything with all of that, because of all of that, they're completely capable of accomplishing whatever they want to accomplish, of doing whatever they want to do. And one of the ways that we make this, we ground this into something that is helpful, healthy, exciting kind of acts as a touchstone is creating purpose for what we do. Intention for what we do and why we're doing it, understanding it thoroughly. For me, purpose enc- encapsulates a few different things the way I frame purpose and the way that I work with clients to frame purpose. So, I want to define for you what purpose is according to the definition on the dictionary. It says purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So, the reason why something exists in the world is created what is the reason and I think this is where we see a lot of dialogue a lot of rhetoric a lot of literature around your big why your motivations why you're doing what you're doing and it doesn't have to be this big life why this big purpose this heavy dense thing it can be whatever you need it to be for the length of time that you need it to be Not everyone works well with like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Not everyone works well projecting themselves that far into the future. In fact, it can be really overwhelming, especially when you don't feel like you can see things really clearly as far as what your next move is tomorrow. And so I was thinking about this for myself a couple of months back, right before I quit, quit social media. And I had done some stories around it, around how I refrained purpose. And part of the inspiration for me was from one of my personal heroes who I've mentioned on this Season so far, Alexandra Franzen, she has a blog post called Read This If You Are Anxiously Searching For Your Life Purpose, because it's something that she had always been looking for. And I suspect that if you have, if you're someone that has an undefined G-Center like me, from a human design perspective, um, even an undefined ego or will or heart center, you may struggle with this question And you may feel like and then on top of that, if you feel like you if you have as well an undefined head center, you may find yourself in a place of searching for and chasing answers to this big why. And again, the G center is all about who am I? And I think the ego and the will center factors into that as well, because it's like proving your worth. So when those three things are undefined the way that I have them undefined, I fall and prey to this question before and felt like I needed to endlessly search for my big why, my big motivation, when really what we're really saying, what we're really saying and why we end up looking for answers outside of ourselves, we end up in communities, whether it's religion or politics or anything, to try to cling to something to get a sense of who am I? What we're really saying is, why am I here? Why am I here? And oftentimes people feel better when they receive those answers outside of themselves instead of deciding for themselves. I don't operate that way. I don't like letting myself be told why I'm here. I don't like, I don't mind the speculation. I don't mind the mythology. I don't mind the asking of those questions and people playing with the answers. I just don't like to have it defined for me. I don't like to be told and I definitely don't like to subscribe to something so concrete, like commit to an ideal or a belief or a reason that isn't my own. And so what we're really saying, if we're saying, why am I here? What we're really looking for is a decision for why I'm here. And that's different from purpose in the sense that it's your mission, your personal mission. It's the culmination of your values or the thing that lights you up and makes you feel so excited. It's not quite purpose, it's mission. Mission can factor into purpose. And so for me, what really became clear for me was if I had to answer the question why I'm here, my mission, my personal mission, I've stated before, it's everywhere you look on my website. And if you really listen closely to anything and any time I've appeared online, you've heard me say it in various ways, it's to add love to the world. So if I had to answer that question, I would say I'm here to add love to the world. It's this guiding force for my actions, my decisions. It's kind of in the back of my brain. I don't have to think too hard about it. And in moments where I feel at a low point or I feel doubtful or I've experienced some life turbulence, it's helpful to have that in the back of my brain, but it's not something I consciously think about because if I really pay attention, I'm adding love to the world and with every breath I take, with everything I say, at doing this podcast, laying out, looking at the trees. like everything I do is an homage to love. Everything I do is adding love. I don't have to think that hard about it, but having it defined for myself and defining it for myself was super empowering and helpful, like I said, in moments where I feel like dimmed down or I feel purposeless even, because even if I don't know what my next project is, I do know what my mission is, and so at some, like, just having the very fact of why I'm here, what my existence means to me, is enough to kind of pull me out of that space, and as someone who has chronically dealt with depression all her life, this was huge for me, this was huge, deciding what this meant, and deciding that I have the authority to decide what it means, and kind of holding true to that, but Alex has this blog post called Read This If You Are Anxiously Searching For Your Life Purpose. And then at some point she was saying how she was talking to a client and she realized pretty quickly that when this person was talking about their work and what they achieve and what they hope to achieve, what a purpose really comes down to is a project. It's a project that ideally has a time frame attached to it. There's goals attached to it. There's intention to it. And in my, from my perspective, a mission is added to it. But once you understand that it's just a project, you're not aimlessly searching for something to do. You know what you're gonna do. You know what you feel like doing. You know what you're gonna commit to for the next either little bit of time or extended amount of time. How much, however much space feels good to you to get it done, to complete the thing, to achieve it, to make that impact, whatever it looks like. And so I'm gonna tell you in this episode how to set up a purpose project, how to define one, how to create one. How to turn your vague ideas and goals and intentions into something that feels much more tangible and then allows you to kind of contemplate what would be the next steps that feel good within that. Like it gives you a container. It gives you a framework. It gives you something to start from so that you don't feel like you're so overwhelmed and you're overthinking it. You know what you're coming back to. You have something to kind of ground yourself as you find your way and allow yourself to navigate and explore and experiment with what could possibly be the ingredients necessary for the results that you want. So with a purpose project, the way I like to do it with myself, with clients, is to really look at, one, what I am wanting or intending right now. Like, what are my priorities? What are my values at the moment? Where do I feel like there is a deficit? Where do I feel like there's something that I'm not getting enough of my needs maybe aren't being met. And I find myself a really great way to <laughs> gauge this too, is if you find yourself avoiding something, um, if you feel like this vague sense of discomfort, or this feeling like, Things are not just going the way that you want it to, and your response has been, at least lately, to kind of shut down or distract yourself with something else, mitigate that discomfort instead of addressing it, instead of feeling it through, instead of listening to what is coming through, that's a great way to start, like a great place to start. If you're in this place of like, I don't even know what I want at this point, because chances are you're feeling some kind of stress or pressure or confusion And you have all of like these vague ideas, some inklings, but you don't know because everything's so distorted and loud and noisy and at the same time you're doing your best to distract yourself. So the best way to kind of handle this if you're really unclear as to what you want is to take the time to listen to what is coming through. Even if it's noisy, even if it's painful, even if it's uncomfortable, pay attention to the signs and signals your body is giving you. Pay attention to the synchronicities that are popping up around you the conversations that you're having with people. Listen with a new ear, you know? If you start talking to people, if you've been talking to people a lot lately and it feels like you're talking in circles, there's likely something that you keep talking about with the people around you that needs your attention, needs your energy to be devoted there and invested there. So the signs for what you want if you're not aware of it already, or at least you don't feel like you're consciously aware of it, they're all around you. I mean, you could even go so far as to call up your sibling, your best friend, your parent, whomever you talk to the most on a regular basis, and ask them about the last couple of conversations you've had and what they remember you finding so important that you needed to talk to them about it. They'll tell you certain things and they'll see patterns. You know, again, it's really beautiful when you let yourself be um, non, like not omnipotent, like not all knowing not ha- needing to have all of the answers when you kind of allow the answers to come to you. And when you ask for them also, instead of trying to find them and search for them and you know dig in into like investigative mode and I need to figure it out all myself, sometimes the answers are literally right in front of you. Sometimes the answers are in the last five conversations that you've had with friends, with loved ones, whatever. So what you want is really key and really important because that's gonna start the whole thing likely you have an intention that's kind of sitting there you know for example it may be something like make more money it might be something like lose weight it might be something like reverse x health condition or rather that's how you should specify it but it could be uh get healthy something like that so these kind of like vague impressions of things. And pay attention to also when you feel like you should be doing something and when you want to be doing something. Pay attention to what feels more like wishing and longing as opposed to I have to, I should. Because I have to and I should is not really what you want. I have to and I should is what you think you should want. So rather, instead of focusing on what your mind is kind of telling you you need based on whatever trauma or experience you're having right now, stress you're having right now whatever you're trying to convince yourself will get you away from that discomfort pay attention to what you long for what you wish for you know i i think about a lot of the things that i i find myself wishing for or longing for or aching for and it's interesting when i pay attention to those things why i think i can't have them the things that you think you can't have are usually the things that you want the most and those are the things that if you had to prioritize them as far as like desires that you have you would find that they would be at the top of the list but they would almost feel like so high there they're on this pedestal that you wouldn't even know how to reach if you're feeling bold if you're feeling courageous if you're feeling daring if you're ready for change start there if you're dipping your toe in if you're finding your way to regulation in the nervous system if you're trying to get on a healthier path reclaim capacity whatever it is because you're burnt out start a little bit lower, right? Do whatever you've got to do, but pay attention to those mounting needs that have been going unfulfilled for a really long time. And I have this theory or this hypothesis that a need, when it starts to feel like I need it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a sign from the body that you've been wanting it so long that you're essentially starving for it. And so that's what's pushing you to this place of like desperation. I need to have it now. So when you can kind of calm down and be like, ah, this is important to me, like that first step of awareness and acknowledgement, when you realize it's important to you, it starts to calm your ass down and you start to see. And then, of course, you start to think about how I can invest energy more there, because if you take nothing away from this episode, take this away. You are so important. You are the precedent for how you are treated. You set the stage for how you are received in life you decide what you get to have and don't have, you are completely, utterly powerful. So much so that sometimes you con yourself into believing that you're not. And you create these circumstances or invest your energy in circumstances that have happened that typically would have gone away. Like think about emotions that have built up for a really long time. Think about situations, resentments, um relationships that haven't been repaired that are just kind of like dragging at this point like dead bodies behind you type of thing like it's so bad it's gotten to this point those things if you paid just a little bit of attention to them they would have gone away so much faster they wouldn't feel like these burdens that you're carrying if you would open up to change if you would open up to trying something new and if you would just pay attention to it acknowledge it You'd be surprised as to how quickly they move and they just carry on. But you're the one that's holding on to them. You're the one that's clinging to them. You're the one that's making them mean something about you, about your life, about your relationships, what you think it means. You're deciding all of that. All of those decisions are yours. And I think there is a, a part of that where it's difficult to acknowledge that because when you do acknowledge it, some people may feel overwhelmed by it. Overwhelmed by the amount of decisions there is to make, if you have an undefined head and mind in human design, both either decision fatigue is a real thing. So the idea that you have the autonomy to decide so many things for some people, it doesn't feel like this really empowering thing. But what I want to remind you is that so much of what you already decide is subconscious. So you're not actually responsible for every little thing. And you can choose at any point what you pay attention to as far as what you choose. So like it doesn't mean that you have to run down the list of things you can choose and then start choosing all of them. Find ways to to assert your choice, right? Find ways to be empowered, and do it little by little, step by step. Don't make it into this like big laundry list of things that I need to decide and choose for myself to be this empowered person. No, I'm just I'm just saying that you have so much power. You have so many different angles and opportunities and ways to decide how your life gets to change and move and flow from this point forward and it's completely up to you whether you take yourself up on that opportunity so when you think about what it is you want and the intentions that you've been having another really great place to look and this is where when i in my client intake form so when you're first inquiring about working with me what the first question or one of the questions on that list is what is a new year's resolution you've been sitting on for a long time? What is something that you said you were going to do, or you've been saying you want that hasn't happened yet? Because again, that's a great place to look at where your desires are, or maybe again, where those shoulds and those musts are and the desire is buried underneath it. Whatever it is, it's a great place to start. So you can look there too. What have you been saying for years that you were going to do, but haven't done? so once you kind of have an idea what you want to do is you you want to first like pat yourself on the back for hitting on an intention but now we want to solidify it even more make it more tangible by adding a goal to it and the the way to add a goal to it is honestly to look at i'm sure you've heard of smart goals and part of SMART goals is setting something that is realistic and putting a time frame to it. Realistic for me is, I have a different interpretation of what realistic means. Realistic for me doesn't mean what other people think that you're capable of accomplishing. It doesn't mean that if you told someone about it, they would tell you what they think is realistic for you. It doesn't even mean what you think is 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 predictably going to happen based on your current capability or awareness or whatever realistic is whatever you've decided your reality is realistic is whatever you have the capacity for realistic is whatever you whatever would feel good to get done in a certain amount of time so that's what I always talk to my clients about too is like that's one of the first things I ask when we're looking at how to make this more concrete instead of pulling it from the abstract, from your imagination. Manifestation is taking the imagination and making it reality. Taking what you've designed in your head, in your body even, what you've perceived in your body as what you want and what you've designed in your head and pulling it out into the world. Human design talks about how everything kind of flows up to the throat, which is the manifestation center, it's creation, right? So we're pulling things into reality. We're making things into reality. How you do it is going to look very different depending on your energy, how you operate, et cetera. But also like what you decide is realistic for you. Detach yourself from what other people's realism is because what's real for them is not necessarily what's real for you or it doesn't have to be. And that's huge. So it's really about when we hear things like smart goals, it's really about what feels good to you, what feels right, what feels correct. I remember the last conversation i had i I did like a mini on purpose session with one of my best friends and i asked her because she wants to write books and things i asked her what would feel like a a great amount of time like what would feel good as far as if you had to put a time on it what would feel spacious what would feel good if you had to say what that was to get this done so it's not so much about i'm not trying to trigger what are you trying to prove in her i'm not trying to trigger. A rat race for her. I'm not trying to trigger her into this space of like comparing herself with other people or getting overwhelmed with all the steps and all the things and, you know, kind of creating mental task lists in order to knock this out in a short amount of time. We're not triggering any of that in her. Just what would feel good? What would feel right? And that's a huge difference from what you think or someone else thinks you're capable of doing because if you look back at the history of your life up until this point i know for a fact that you can pull out at least one instance where you exceeded your expectations and probably the expectations of other people around you as far as you getting something done you achieving something you making something of yourself you get it it it, it doesn't matter whatever the circumstances were i know you have at least one moment in your life where you completely exceeded expectations. You blew your own mind, blew people out of the water. No one could believe that you had done it. And it wasn't because necessarily you were out to prove yourself. Maybe you were. But it was because that's just what happened. That's how magical you were. Unapologetically so, that you knocked it out of the park and you did it and you managed it. And you managed it with, whether it was grace, like, or um, gracefully, or successfully, whatever, doesn't matter how you did it. The fact is, when you did, you were shining, you were glowing, you had it, you got it. I know that there's a moment in time that you have that experience. So with that in mind, when we're looking at this intention, like let's take something like I want to feel healthy. If we dig a little deeper, and if we were in a session together, we would Dig into what exactly that means to be healthy like for me personally, it means reversing a specific condition that I have If I had to get really specific with it because I know that this particular condition when it's mismanaged contributes to me feeling unhealthy And when I feel unhealthy I feel a lot of other side effects of like not feeling attractive not feeling magnetic not having a whole lot of energy all of that so Reversing that condition is my priority, as it turns out. It's not necessarily just this vague, I want to feel healthy. That's a good starting point. It's an indication, right? Because when you think about the fact that we're psychosomatic beings, we're perceiving sensation all of the time. And what we're making it mean is how our brain is kind of categorizing it and how we're thinking the thoughts around it. So when we look at what we want to feel, it's a great place to figure out what we're actually desiring, wanting, what we're ready to prioritize, But it's important that we get specific and call it for what it is because the feeling you can feel healthy in a moment like there are days despite this condition that i feel healthy and i can access feeling healthy at any point i can take one little action and make myself feel healthy i can have a thought and feel healthy um so the feeling is always inside of me there's nothing then for me to accomplish there's nothing for my subconscious to work towards to help me get this done that I the thing that I actually want to get done which is I want to feel healthy more consistently yes that's true that would be a byproduct of reversing this health condition but what's actually important to me what's gnawing at me what's upsetting to me what feels uh, dense within me heavy within me is this condition that's been mismanaged and needs to be managed better and it can be reversed so that's the priority. So we take the intention, we, we take the desire and we turn it into this intention where I want to reverse this thing. It's clear, it's specific. And then what we want to do is kind of add a goal to it, where I want to reverse this condition in X amount of time. And I have to ask myself, what would feel like a good amount of time to get that done? What would feel embraceive of who I am and how I operate? What would feel good as far as Taking on the challenge or picking up the opportunity to really invest myself into this, how long would that be? It and for some people, it's gonna feel like, especially if you have, from a human design perspective, more motors to find, you might be more eager and more ready and have more energy, uh, consistent like doing energy <laughs> to tackle this right away. And like it might be two weeks, might be a valid thing, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. For me, I tend to like longer spans. So two weeks is is a bit much, <laughs> and it doesn't feel healing and it doesn't feel loving and it doesn't feel soft and tender, which is what I need right now. so that being said, I have a certain time frame in mind that allows me to feel those things and accomplish what I want to accomplish. So now we've moved from an intention into a goal, and then to really drive this whole home <laughs> to really drive this home, we want to add a mission to it. So I mentioned that in the beginning, my personal mission is to add love to the world, correct? Now, that being said, although my personal mission is to add love to the world, that's not necessarily the whole reason of why I wanna do this thing. Yes, reversing this condition adds love to my life and therefore the world. Yes, that is true. But getting down to the specific why attached to this is really important why does this matter this specific project why does this matter i know why i matter i know why i'm showing up in my life i know what i find valuable in my life and in my personality and the way i show up in the world that's what my personal mission helps me uh, ground in times when i feel like i'm unclear and it's not just a subconscious thing of like damn i'm dope on the days where i need that pick me up i know that i've decided that for myself and i can come back to that But for this project, what's going to help me go back to this project? What's going to help me and remind me of why this project is so damn important that I'm committing to it? What's going to have me reevaluate and adjust when I feel like the parameters are just a little too constricting? What's going to help me not abandon this project and therefore something that's really important to me? And in a way, myself, because it's important to me, because I want to prioritize things that are important to me, because I want to be treated like I'm significant and important in my life. It's important that I set that precedent first and foremost. We're going to talk about boundaries in another episode this season, but I think it's really important to understand that the reason for boundaries is not so that other people are negotiating themselves around you by your demand or your command, or rather by your demand, but you're commanding certain behaviors and certain identities to even surface around you based on how you operate. But we'll talk about that in depth in that episode. So that being said, what is my mission for this particular project? What is my why? And I like the word mission because, again, to me, I don't know, it, it just vibes better with me as opposed to like the big Y, I don't know, that feels too like white 40-year-old male, I don't know. I'm sure there's a book with that title out there somewhere. <laughs> but your mission to me sounds like something, I don't know, almost devotional, something powerful, even divine or sacred, if that makes sense. So what is my mission? So in 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 the case of reversing this condition that I've been talking about, this health condition, my mission is to uncover the root cause of, you know, whatever um, of the dysregulation I've been experiencing and the things that I'm going through and making lasting lifestyle changes so that I can maximize my energy, my physical beauty and magnetism and enjoy life to the fullest. That, and that mission is actually how you're going to get this done. To give you another example Another one of my purpose projects, because I call them purpose projects now, um, I have a primary and a secondary purpose. And that's kind of how I recommend everybody to do it, because it's not so overwhelming where you're constantly trying to get a bunch of things done, but it gives you enough focus and enough to do when you want to do something about it and reminds you of what you're committing to and you have something to commit to. And that's something too. like, again, from a human design perspective with an open root, I don't naturally have this generating sense of like timing or life purpose or, or purposefulness, right? And so it can be really easy for me to just lay in bed all day and feel like there's no point to get up out of bed every day. And that can be a contributing cause or a correlation to the depression that I've experienced my whole life. So that being said, I try to support myself as best as I can by giving myself things that matter to me to do. Because if I'm here to add love to the world, these projects and accomplishing them only will only add love to my life and will only keep fueling me. Fueling momentum outside of me so I feel like life is still going and flowing, right? So another one of my purpose projects is... I had this intention to make more money, but when I really dug down to it, it wasn't just make more money. As we've talked about throughout this season, I'm, a, I'm in this transitional phase in my life where I'm ready to go back to full-time entrepreneurship. I just want to be wise and intentional about how I do it, and I want to take my time doing it. And so at first, when I said have more money, when I realized that I'm financially comfortable now, it's not a question of having more money necessarily, it's making more money with less attachments to outside corporations or creations or people or whatever. It's working independently or doing things independently for myself. That's where I want more money to come from. I want more abundance to flow through my own creations, my own work, and feel sustained and safe within that. So when I really dug down to it, it wasn't just making more money. I specifically, I want to set myself up to consistently receive at least five times more, five times my current monthly like salary. And that's in combination with other things that I do. I kind of hold down two jobs in a sense. Um, so I want to be receiving a certain amount of money. I don't necessarily have like an exact number, but I know I want it to be five times more what I currently bring in. So I'm at a comfortable place. I want to be in an even more comfortable place, an even better place. And in the way that I quantify that, again, attaching goals to things is giving myself not necessarily the specific number or even a number range, but telling myself five times is enough <laughs> for right now until I want more, right? So I brought that intention of I want more money to something specific, digging down to what it is I actually want. And then moving it into a goal. And then now for the mission, it's by reclaiming capacity and being present offline, fully present offline, which occurred to me as I set myself up and away from social media. My whole goal with leaving social media and that is in and of itself is a project like I touched on in the previous episode is so that I can reclaim capacity and be fully present offline So I want those things to be the way that I make more money and the specific amount of money I'm looking for. And the goal, as far as, again, making sure that there's a goal attached to this, I have it so that it's within the next three to six months. Before the end of the year, I want to have accomplished this thing. So that's how you would do it. That's how I would take you through it. Obviously, if I were coaching you, we would be going deep into all of these things and really making sure that it's fully aligned and it feels right and correct, but you're capable of getting there. You're capable of getting there. If you sit with yourself for long enough, if you write things down, again, if you go back and reflect on the conversations that you've been having lately, if you pay attention to the things that you're longing for, wishing for, that you keep saying that you're gonna do, but you haven't done, the thing that you're most afraid to say you want, I mean, there's so many ways to figure out what it is you want and then digging deeper into why you want it because why you want it is actually what you want, (laughs) believe it or not. Like I said, I want more money was the initial desire to ground it into a real intention. I had to figure out why I wanted it. I want more consistent money coming from outside sources. And I want to do it by add in my mission right now my current like feels about this is being present offline and reclaiming capacity especially creative capacity is exactly how I want to do it and I can see and I can decide for myself that that is enough going back to some of the conversations we've been having in the last few episodes of this season what you decide gets to be enough so deciding that this is enough for how I want to do it that reclaiming capacity and being fully present offline are enough actions to take and i'll be and will inform daily actions to take within that those things whatever that happens to be whatever that looks like in that context is going to be enough those are the ingredients for the experience that i'm creating and i decide that so that's how you would create a purpose project And that's where it came from. That's what I like to do to kind of help clients get grounded in not only believing that they're capable and what they want to do is possible, but showing them that it's actually really simple. It's so simple. And kind of bringing them through from a human design perspective, my circuitry. I have the only channel in my whole design is 4323. And it's taking complex ideas and bringing it into down into a, like a simple creation explanation whatever it is. And when I allow people to sit with me in 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 conversation with me through coaching and allow them to and bring them through my circuitry without actually having to bring them through. It's more like letting them tap into my circuitry. They're able to simplify for themselves and this is one of the ways that we do that. This is one of the frameworks that keeps us on the same page with that. So that's how we would do it so I'm really excited I hope that you have a clear understanding or a clear idea a clear vision of how you want to go forward and what changes you want to make and the things that you want to manifest and create the change that you want to lead whatever it is how you want to transform your life I hope that you have a clear understanding of how you can get that done if you that you have a simpler approach um, and that ultimately as is with like most of my work it's So important that you listen to yourself, listen to what's coming through for yourself. And so even if you don't have necessarily, even if you don't get through each of these steps, as long as you started from a place of I'm listening to myself, what is what is it that I need? What is it that I feel like I can't have? What do I want? Listening to the feedback that you get is already such a huge step forward. And that to me would help me feel successful in releasing this episode, knowing that you were able to do even that much. So go forward, create your purpose projects, get in touch with me if you want to work with me. You can find out more information at ameraluciano.com. You can send the introductory questionnaire over to amerasclients at gmail.com if you want to get started, inquire, whatever. And I will talk to you soon. So, Amari is a very direct person. She's very no nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Are you in my head? <laughs> <laughs> when I started looking into your classes and Strut Your Story was first, and I was like, we're a wallflower like we just hang out and we hide and we got to fix that first you're not you're not going to coddle someone or do the old oh, baby and, and oh look i'm taking care no 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 you you give real love i have to say when you give honest and direct advice information it's not like mm-hmm. it comes out rough and ragged it's a nice clean mm-hmm. like where it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's right. It comes with a it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of great knowledge and it comes mm-hmm. from a place of understanding. It was exactly what I needed at the right time. And I'm so grateful to you, Amara. You know, she's 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 a fucking icon.